Good morning. Good morning. Today's text is about spiritual armor, and I was thinking that if we don't realize that there is spiritual warfare going on, that we won't feel urgent to put on the spiritual armor that I listed here. I think it's important that we understand and are clear about what kind of time we are in. Verse 10, it says, Be strong in the Lord. There are many kinds of strength, but the most important one is the strength we need in the Lord. The gospel is the opposite of being strong in yourself. What the gospel teaches us is counterintuitive because it teaches us not to be strong in ourselves, but be strong in the Lord, to let Him be our strength and power and security in every area. True Christian strength is not of the body. True Christian strength, I think, is of the spirit, measured in faithfulness, trust, and perseverance. So verse 10, Paul reminds us that God wants us to be strong in Him because we are in a spiritual battle against the powerful forces of darkness. We'll be a fool to think how we can handle what our enemies are scheming to throw at us. I just finished reading Judges and recently and, and was reminded about Samson, who was strongest of all men. I'm also reminded of Solomon, who was the wisest of all men, and David, who was gifted with devotion. Yet Bible records that all three have failed. As strong as these men were, they were no match for the scheme of the devil. Are we any stronger than they? Verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Well, it tells us we're in a fight. Right? There's a huge difference between Christians who accept this and Christians who don't. The wartime and versus peacetime view of life has major implications on how we view aspects of Christian living, our resources, and our purpose. I was thinking, why is it so hard for us to accept that we are in a fight? Well, people want peace, right? We are escapists, uh, denial of reality of, uh, for the preference of comfort. Now, our posture is one of hoping for no struggle, you know, both for others or for ourselves. You know, we're hoping for peace by turning a blind eye to reality or truth that only increases anxiety. You know, Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. We need to face into it. As we grow older, you know, the battles we face you know, they change in character somewhat, but one thing is consistent that that battles continues. Like for example, like for brothers, you know, in our 20s, you know, our battles against comparison and jealousy, and then 30s, uh, you know, our biggest enemy is self, and then 40s, I think our enemy becomes, you know, is our weakness. So again, we may change, but the battle continues. So moving on to verse 12, what is it that we are wrestling against according to this passage? It says it's not flesh and blood, but it's against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers, and against spiritual forces of evil. So then I was thinking about what then is the implication of these things that we're fighting against. I think that means that we have no chance to win this battle. We have no idea how to fight this battle. And as I live out my Christian life, I'm not aware of all these forces that are present in my life. I usually think that it's a matter of my resolve or weak will that I will do better next time. But then this passage tells me that there is actually a lot more at play here than just my fallen nature. There are many other factors and forces at work in this present age in my life and all around me and that also means that I need help from someone who knows how to fight this battle. And if left to myself, I will surely be defeated. 
And if I don't know who the enemy is, then we will be defeated in no time. We have to know our enemy and we need to know what kind of war we're fighting. Struggling and wrestling against rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, and spiritual forces of evil is a very daunting task. And I was also thinking about what kind of environment are we in? What, how, the, how is it described? In verse 11, it says there are schemes of the devil. Verse 12, it says it is present darkness. And then verse 12 again, it says it talks about the spiritual forces of evil. And then verse 16 talks about flaming darts of the evil one. So there's a lot of activity here by the devil. There's darkness, there's evil, there's forces, there's scheming, there's flaming darts. And I was thinking about how real is this? I think the longer that we live and the longer we've been engaged in ministry, I think we do feel the darkness of the age. Just looking around the world and all that we went through together, we feel the present darkness. We also feel the flaming darts of the evil one who is always looking for someone to devour. He knows how to exploit my weaknesses and will come at night when I feel most vulnerable or he will be scheming to see how he can make me think that I am standing when, I'm, when I have fallen. So he's looking for every opportunity. And the more we see the danger, the more we will suit up and be ready. And the picture of uh, this person in this passage is somebody who is standing firm in the strength of God's might, all suited up in the armor, mostly trying to stand, trying really hard to stand. I think it's significant the, the passage doesn't tell us that we need to go and overcome the evil one. He's saying, watch out, stand firm. The battle's already been won for us, but we need to stand because he says, stand three times in this passage. And that's the advice. We need to be somebody who is ready in full armor, standing up and withstanding and praying uh, so that we would be able to overcome the spiritual battle. Okay, that's all we have today. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.